Hello, welcome to Sideline Story, a podcast all about sports and sports stories behind the scene. I'm Yang Guan, and joining us here are Brandon Gates and Fu Yu. As Manchester City confirmed the transfer of Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund in a statement earlier this week, the 21-year-old Norwegian striker became the latest big investment City made for their manager Pep Guardiola in his ambition. To further upgrade the squad, vying for more trophies, especially in the long-anticipated Champions League. Today, we will discuss how the move will make a difference on City and Guardiola. Well, City paid 60 million euros to activate the release clause in Haaland's contract with Dortmund instead of. Landing him at the market price of at least 150 million euros, which is valued by German football site TransferMarket.com.、Um, there are reports saying that inside City management, voices are that they are very happy about this transfer, especially considering that signing Haaland costs even less than Manchester United acquiring Fred.、Uh, Brandon, what do you think? How do you find Man City signing Haaland? Well, thanks for just putting me in a bad mood right now.、Um, <laughs> just to hear about Fred's, you know,、uh, I mean, comparing Fred to Haaland, I don't, you know, let's not get into that. But I mean, they're not even in the same universe in terms of、hmm. talent.、Um, but I think it's a, a fantastic bit of business by Manchester City, and I think also by Erling Haaland's、um, financial or management team as well, because I think when he joined Dortmund. Um, he wouldn't have joined them if they didn't, if Dortmund didn't agree to the release clause.、Mm-hmm. So I think that was, you know,、uh, and if he, if he, if Dortmund hadn't agreed to that、um, release clause, he probably would have joined, a, a, you know, no disrespect to Dortmund, but a much bigger club. Right.、Um, but I think it, it turned out extremely well for him because he he ended up at Dortmund and then you know continued his goal scoring form and became one of the hottest prospects、um, in world football. And now he's joined Manchester City for a ridiculously low fee. I think、mm-hmm. if he didn't have that release clause, he probably would have, you know, fetched an even higher fee than 150. I think he could have even reached up to 200 million pounds.、Mm. Um, but they've really signed an unbelievable talent. They needed a striker. They've signed a young, unbelievably talented, insane goal-scoring centre forward,、mm-hmm. and I think he's he's really going to take Manchester City to the next level. I still think one or two signings are required by City to make them <laughs> almost unbeatable,、um, mm-hmm. which I think really is a prospect in the near future when this you know when the transfer market closes even, and I think they've still got some more money to spend. Yeah. It's a crazy move. What's even crazier is that City still has the budget to sign more players. Well,、um, Pep Guardiola has carved the city into a team that has distinctive features and has a beautiful style of play. They look unstoppable against most teams. However, when City's opponents don't play as Guardiola have expected, or his plan fails to work, City grow. Reckless and、uh, sometimes panic, and would waste numerous chances like they did against、uh, Real Madrid.、Um, for City fans, Haaland joining the team is certainly super exciting news because he might provide some solution to City's long-term problem.、Um, despite his 1.94 meter height, he has incredible speed.、Um, I'm still 
impressed that he finished a 60 meters dash in 6.64 seconds in a Champions League game two years ago. With his combination of size, power, and speed, Holland is able to break the opponent's defensive line on his own, especially in Counter Strike. Today's City lacks such a quality in their、um, players. City already has arguably the best playmaker of the world, Kevin De Bruyne, but、uh, with Holland adding more firepower to the team, City now looks like they truly have a reliable and productive striker. They have. Long be looking for,、um, Fu. How do you think Holland will help City specifically?、Uh, first of all, when you were sharing us sharing with us the numbers, it's hard to believe that a player of Holland's height can run at such a fast speed.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think he arrived at a good time, and Erling Holland is definitely a good addition to Man City's squad because they need a powerful forward like him. Especially after the departure of Aguero last summer,、mm-hmm. and、um, Haaland seems to have a lot of the qualities that this role requires. First and most noticeably, as you've mentioned, he's a big guy, so he he has aerial advantages.、Mm-hmm. And although he's、uh, he's big, it doesn't make him slow or clumsy, and he's very efficient. Uh, for example, this season in the Bundesliga, he has 21 goals from 23 appearances,、mm-hmm. and we have to notice that at Dortmund, a lot of the goals c- came from counter attacks.、Um, so at Man City, I think if Haaland can quickly adapt to their style of play, which is possession, I believe he will score even more goals because at City he'll have no shortage of assists.、Mm-hmm. Um, but Because of their possession, their tactics under Pep Guardiola, again, Man City need to work on their efficiency, and hopefully, with Haaland, they can improve on that.、Mm-hmm. Um, he certainly provides some extra thoughts for Guardiola to arrange his attacking line, doesn't he? Brendan, how、yeah. do you think、um, Haaland would make a difference? Um, City squad. Well, just touching on sorry, just touching on Manchester City. I mean, you know, we we do know that they're a possession based side and they、mm-hmm. like to keep the ball and you know they often finish matches with seventy five percent possession or ridiculous statistics like that.、Mm-hmm. But we also need to remember that they are a fantastic transitional side.、Yeah. We've seen them score some phenomenal goals on the break. So I think Haaland will be able to adapt his game to fit Pep Guardiola's side. I mean, he couldn't have found a better team or a better coach, and I think that he. You know he's he's young as well. He's only 21 years old, so I think he's still、um, in that mindset where he wants to soak up as much、um, knowledge as possible. And I think you know I can't think of a better person to learn from than Pep Guardiola. So I think he will improve his game at Manchester City, but at the same time, I think he already has the qualities and the attributes、um, to already fit into the Manchester City side, particularly on the break. Like you said,、uh, like Fuyu was saying at Dortmund, they scored a lot of goals from counter attack, and Manchester City do the same thing as well. It's just a fantastic bit of business, you know. He he's young, he's fast, he's strong, he's technically gifted. He scores all sorts of goals with his head, with both feet. He seems very driven and、um, you know mentally strong as well. Like when I when I see him playing, he looks like he's more confident than anybody on the pitch, despite his young age. So I think he's got all of the attributes, physically and mentally, to you know already get going in this already star-studded Manchester City squad. 
in terms of business as well, you know, people thought it was crazy that uh, Manchester City missed out on um, Harry Kane and they were looking to pay something mm-hmm. like between 100 and 150 million pounds for him. But Harry Kane, as talented as a striker he is, he doesn't have the same attributes that Haaland has. He doesn't have speed. Mm-hmm. He's almost 30 years old. So the fact that they were able to get Erling Haaland for, you know, a half or one third of what they would have paid for Harry Kane as well is just unbelievable business. It's just, it's, it's so frustrating as a Manchester mm-hmm. United fan because it's, it, there's no, it's just win, win, win for this entire transfer. It's, it's perfect for City. It's perfect for Guardiola. It's perfect for Haaland. Mm, for now, it, it looks like uh, a mutually beneficial transfer both for City and Haaland himself. And I totally agree that um, signing Haaland is a way better option than Harry Kane. If we talk about the age issues and other talent issues. Um, Well, before Haaland, City already spent over 1.13 billion euros to acquire 41 players for Guardiola. Um, who took over from the 2016 to 17 season. 12 of these players cost the club over 50 million euros each to join, led by Jack Grealish, who was introduced with 117.5 million euros from Aston Villa last summer. Guardiola turned these investments into 10 championship trophies, including three Premier League titles and one FA Cup. Considering the strong performance of Liverpool as the major challenger in the Premier League in recent years, City has been one of the dominant clubs in domestic league. Well, the power of money has been transformed into City's strength on the pitch. Brandon, do you agree that the countless investments is harming the fair play of the English Premier League? Now fewer and fewer teams can match City's level in terms of investing players. You know, I, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I think in Premier League football and in European football, we've seen it for many years that, you know, there's generally a handful of clubs that are able to spend and afford, you know, certain players. You know, European football or football, club football in general has, has become a business. And it's attracted some of the wealthiest people and companies in the world, um, you know, to to purchase these clubs and to make them, you know, dominant teams. So we've seen it with Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester City, um, you know, in Spain, Real Madrid and Barcelona have always been the notoriously biggest spenders for, for many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we saw PSG being uh, uh, purchased by billionaire owners. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 been a... Um, it's been, I wouldn't say it's been an issue. It's just been a fact of European football for a long time. So, you know, I think there have been certain instances where they've tried to make it less unfair. So they've brought in, you know, FIFA brought in financial fair play and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But it doesn't seem to have really had much of an effect. I think we still see only a handful of clubs dominating domestic and European football. So if it really is such a major problem, um, I don't see FIFA or UEFA doing too much about it. So, yes, just in terms of um, the, the influx of money and, you know, certain clubs being owned by billionaires, I think that in European leagues, so, for example, La Liga, League A, Serie A and uh, Premier League, um, I think we're going to see potentially only three or four clubs competing for domestic and European titles mm-hmm. 
But I think the leagues are still fairly competitive. But with the money that's come in, we're only going to see a few clubs competing for for titles on the domestic and European stage. I'm not sure what the future may hold for for lesser spending teams. Um, and I'm not sure if FIFA or UEFA might do more in terms of regulating the amount of spending that these more powerful clubs are doing. But at this point in time, in terms of competing for titles, it, it's only going to be competitive, particularly domestically amongst three or four clubs. But then when we get to the European you know, knockout competitions, then it becomes a bit more competitive. But even then, the ones that get to those stages are generally the biggest spenders. Mm-hmm. So. And it, it applies to a lot of sports, I think, or just in life, actually. I think, you know, just generally the biggest spenders end up, you know, becoming more successful. Yeah, um, but still, City has, like, two lineups um, who can compete simultaneously in the Premier League. If not more. <laughs> Clearly, they um, have proved their success in England um, with such lineup, even though it's one of the most difficult leagues in the world. Um However, City and their owner um, are not spending like this for um, Guardiola to only dominate the domestic league. They had already won two Premier League titles before he came. What the club has been after is the UEFA Champions League trophy, but but the best the City could do under Guardiola was run up in the 2020-21 season. Uh, more importantly, the teams that beat City in the Champions League often spent much less than they did. For example, Real Madrid, who knocked out City with an epic comeback win uh, in the second leg game of the semi-finals this season, only invested 31 million euros in transfers this season. Fu Yu, um, do you think City investing more is harming the playing ground of European football or other less spending team can still have a chance? I don't agree. I think for teams like City, they can spend as much as they want and sign as many players as they want as long as it's, it doesn't violate the rules. Mm. Um, I actually think there needs to be big spending clubs like City to give the best players a place to discover and improve themselves. Um, at Manchester City, Phil Foden is a product of its youth program. And City not only trains young players, the club, and particularly Pep Guardiola in the past few seasons, has a sharp eye for identifying the right players. Um, for example, recently we've seen the rise of Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. He could be an example. And I can think of a few more from when Guardiola was coaching Bayern Munich. Um, players right. such as Thiago, Kingsley Coman, and Joshua Kimmich are some of the players that he discovered or rediscovered who grew to become players that can make an impact. So I think as long as they help such players realize their full potential and help with the team's success, it's worth the money. Um, of mm. course, now at City, Guardiola has more money at his disposal to find the player he wants. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think another yeah. thing just with Real Madrid, of course, they haven't spent that much money recently. But at the same time, they've got a squad of such experience where they did spend money in the past. You know, the mm-hmm. likes of Modric, Tony Cruz, Karim Benzema. You know, they've been in the Champions League for 
you know, about a decade. They've won Champions League titles. They're very confident in the Champions League. And of course, Real Madrid has such a history of success in that competition. So I think for a club like Manchester City that has nowhere near the same level of history in European football compared to Real Madrid, I think they need to spend the money to kind of catch up with clubs like Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. um, in terms of getting to that level where they can compete with teams that have been in European football and successful in European football for such a long time. So because they don't have the history, I think they need to spend the money to get mm-hmm. to that level. And I think that's also why they haven't won a Champions League title yet, is because, yes, you can spend all the money in the world, you can have all of the talent in the world, but if you don't have the history and the belief and the right mentality that we can go all the way and win this title, and this is something we've won so many times, and this is our competition, and that's something the likes of Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, that's something that they feel. I think that that is what Manchester City has been lacking. So I think... For them to start achieving success and have, you know, create a history for themselves in European football, they need to start believing in themselves. They need to play the same way that they play in the Premier League. They need to play with that same level of confidence. They need to believe that we can win this title. We're the best team. Right. Um, it's the magic of football. Even um, even if you spend so much on players, the underdogs still have a chance to beat you. Not even mentioning. Big powerhouses like Real Madrid, who has huge history, which City lacks right now. Um, well, Haaland is another big signing for City, and meantime, he's also another high-profile player. Borussia Dortmund has sold. Dortmund has sold so many players these years on high transfer fees. These players are nobodies. Uh, most of them were nobodies before joining Dortmund and、um, gained profound growth playing for the German club. I saw a picture、um, put up by a fan online depicting how Dortmund could line up if he hadn't sold so many players. The squad is very interesting. It has Robert Lewandowski and Haaland in front as strikers, Jadon Sancho and Osman Dembele as wingers. It also includes Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, Mario Götze, Ikay Gündoğan, Mats Hummels, and Antonio Rudiger. A powerful roster.、Um, I don't know if Dortmund would have been stronger if they have kept these players, but surely they have. Earned enough money from them, and it's one of the foundations why they could stand as one of the best in Germany and、um, even in Europe all these years.、Um, Brandon, what do you think are the secrets of Dortmund in terms of always finding the right players and nurturing them into stars? Well, I guess they obviously have excellent scouting teams、um, that are able to identify young talent. But I also think that they've now developed that、um, what's the word、um, that notoriety or that that tag that young players do well at at Dortmund and they get、mm-hmm. playing time at Dortmund. I think that's also incredibly important. So, of course, bigger teams around Europe also have excellent scouts and they're able to identify young talent. But at the same time, the likes of you know Real Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, Manchester City, they can't guarantee the These youngsters playing time, and I think that's really what they need. So I think a lot of the youngsters want to join Dortmund because they get to play in a highly competitive league in a very talented squad,、um, and they also generally get to play Champions League football as well. And there's a belief in these young players. You know, when they、mm-hmm. join Dortmund, it doesn't matter if you're you know 16, 17, 18. If you have the talent and you're the best person in the squad, you're going to play. 
So I think that's become a, a huge hallmark of Dortmund is that they identify young talent, they bring young talent in, but most importantly, they give the young talent playing time, which is something I think bigger clubs can't guarantee. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why Dortmund particularly recently have become a club that have been able to attract young talent is because the players that sign for Dortmund, you know, no matter what their age is in terms of being young, they will most likely get playing time if they deserve it, if they are the most talented. So I think that's been a huge reason why Dortmund have been able to attract young players, sign them for a relatively low fee. And, you know, it gives them the opportunity to play these players, show the world how talented they are, which, of course, bumps up their their value. And then they can sell them for um, really astronomical profits. Mm-hmm. There's a very unique culture inside Dortmund in finding players and uh, believing in them and for the key matches. I think there are some other clubs in Europe, like Dortmund, uh, who can, who's really good at f- finding th- these young stars, like Ajax and uh, Arsenal in old times. For you, Borussia Dortmund has long been um, our favourite Bayern Munich's better rival in Bundesliga title contention, but um, it seems like they cannot be consistent in matching Bayern's squads. From your observation, why have they always failed in keeping the star players? It's true that Dortmund has nurtured many young talents, but it's also true that few of them remained and many move on. They all went to secure bigger contracts at more successful clubs. Um, Dortmund has offered so many players to their European or even German rivals, such as, as you said, Robert Lewandowski to Bayern Munich, now Erling Haaland to Manchester City, and even their coaches, Thomas Tuchel left for PSG and subsequently Chelsea. Um, I think they left Dortmund because the club is not among Europe's elite clubs in terms of both their historical achievements and financial status. At home, they can't outrun Bayern Munich. So if a player is after ultimate success in Germany, they will not want to settle in Dortmund. And in Europe, they are even less likely to attract attract top players that are looking for even more trophies and money that teams such as Man City and Real Madrid can offer. So I'd say Dortmund is like an academy, Um, not Mm -hmm. necessarily for young players, but it's more like a place where um, some of the big names first made themselves known to European football. It's not the ultimate stop. It's not the destination for them, but it might be a good place to start. I must say Dortmund's another example or just one major example for me where the financial aspect of of football becomes a little bit depressing because I think of that stage when they reached the Champions League final against Bayern Munich. At that point, that's when they still had Götze and Lewandowski and all of these stars. It was a stage where they were competing at an extremely high level and then after that Champions League final, it seems like all of their stars disappeared immediately and they went to their bitter rivals Bayern Munich. So I think... That's where it became a bit sad because if Dortmund had held on to those players at that point, maybe they could have developed something from there and then, you know, mm-hmm. developed their own history and then brought in these young players and kept them and the young players want, would have wanted to stay and help Dortmund become a massive club. So I think that's Dortmund is one example. I think also another team like Tottenham in the Premier League that also kind of develops talent and then gets rid of it. 
that you, you know it's great for football over overall and it's great for the players but it's a little bit sad for the clubs because it kind of leaves them a bit stuck and they can't really kind of ascend to the levels of you know a Real Madrid or Barcelona without you know financial in, or massive financial investment yeah i believe dortmund fans would be keen to discuss what ifs but um here they are um as we said they are the magnet for young players and uh, mm. We are looking forward how they would look like next season. Well, in England, City signing Holland may change everything. All clubs, including mid-table and relegation-threatened teams, will target City. Liverpool may now look for more help for Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Manchester United is also expected to bring more players when Eric Ten Hag takes charge. Let's see how they move. Would change or whether it would end the Premier League title race. Okay, with that, we will wrap up this episode of Sideline Story. For more information, you can also check our website, radio.cgtn.com. See you next time at Sideline Story. <laughs>